This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal 2, the app for actors. Want to learn your lines fast? Be off book for auditions? Explore your characters and make stronger choices? There's an app for that. Rehearsal 2. Download it now at rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. That's rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. I almost don't want to. I almost don't want to talk to Ben because (laughs) because so much (laughs) because you know it's not it's not not just about the quantity though it's about the it's about the quality. Uh, what Just I do crushing. Crush what I what I am excited to hear about Go though, on, and what I'm excited seriously. for our listeners to hear about uh, with this Ben is that is just the the shift that you made from a you know a ways of being standpoint and how that really created your results. We've you know we're in the same masterminds group and we've had this mm-hmm. conversation a lot. How you've attributed a, a lot of the kind of wins in your life recently to just ways of being. I mean, I was talking to you just the other week. I said, oh, how'd this thing go? And you were like, just practicing my ways of being. And, you know, that, that seems like a kind of thing to somebody who's who's maybe sort of not dialed into how important that is. That can be like, oh, you, what does that even mean? You know, ways of being. But but just, ex, just, just you know, I, if, I don't know. I if guess, me in college would hear me now saying that, I'd be like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you know, your ways of being, you yeah, suck it, man. What'd you actually do? Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, that's huge. So, so first of all, tell us what worked for you this year. Because a lot guy. worked for you, man. Uh, a lot did work for me. Continuing the theme, you said focus, and that's part of it. And, I, and on the other side, it was another word for that for me was commitment. You know, I got to a point in the last year, especially, and and it had started a little bit the year before, uh, around just getting committed to my vision and, and kind of like Joe was saying, saying no to a lot of things and saying, I'm committed to being an actor. That's why I'm in LA. That's what I'm committed to doing. I'm also in a space in my career where I, I think I have enough momentum, relationships, training, skills, et cetera, that making this leap is not crazy. Like, had I had I made that commitment, you know, six months into LA and said, you know what, I'm saying no to everything else, all I'm gonna do is be an actor. Maybe that would have worked. I have no idea, like I will never know. That wasn't my particular journey, but for me, just having that level of commitment and saying no to, you know, I had people offer me, you know, hey, we're starting this amazing company and we want you to help run it, and we've got these other businesses, and all kinds of other things that were not directly what my vision is for my life right now. And so saying no to those and trusting that it would all work out has been huge. Uh, And so that's been a huge piece of the successes that I've had. And the other piece is, I was just telling someone earlier today, you know, really I focused on vulnerability this year. I went through uh, the PhD part of uh, MITT that, I know we talked about it on the podcast a lot and you know that I ended up doing like a, a whole workshop on it and a thesis and really spent 6 months getting coaching and focusing on just like opening myself up in my personal relationships in my romantic relationships with my family and just in general like really almost like you were saying AJ with like a nothing to lose attitude of just like how can every interaction in my daily life how can I live my vision because my ultimate goal is to have a platform to create social change and like focusing, you know, okay, how can I do that every day? 
with every person that I'm meeting or every set that I'm on or every meeting, you know, how can I live in that? And it was seeing that in all the different domains of my life. You know, my, um, my mom passed away nine or 10 months ago now. And the, my, my brother and my two sisters and myself were all in the room, uh, you know, as, as she was, uh, at the end. And, you know, it was the first time that all four of us had been in the same room in a decade. And it was a symbol to me, you know, all the work that I have done and that my family has done in opening ourselves up and healing a lot of trauma and a lot of like really horrible things that have happened and opening myself into that space and just being open. And it's not, it wasn't even necessarily slowing down, but just like I said, being open is what keeps coming up for me in allowing the universe to bring these things to my life. And it's not that I haven't been working hard, but I've also been working hard for so many years that as I've shifted into just allowing things to come into my life and people and relationships and opportunities, that things have really started to take off. Yes, Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Uh, that's, that's really great. I'm also hearing uh, maybe vulnerability. That's another way of saying risk and vice versa. Absolutely. So that's, Absolutely. Um, that's also risk and focus. It's emotional risk, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, and what's been so, you know, intriguing to me is, you know, the, the reason that I resist being vulnerable is because like, I'm afraid that I'll get hurt, right? Like that's sort of a core thing or I'll, or I'll be abandoned or someone won't like me or, but so then when I hold back myself and I close down or I shut off or I put up walls, that is what creates distance or people not liking me or, you know, abandonment or any of these other things. And so really when it's being the thing that I'm most afraid of, it's the opposite. And it's such this sort of, uh, weird thing with human being that, you know, the things that we're afraid of, if we succumb to the fear, oftentimes that's exactly what we create. But then when I, when I live in the thing that I'm afraid of, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to share this part of myself, even though I'm afraid to, the thing that I was afraid of never happens. And in fact, I actually get the result that I most wanted. Right. That's awesome, dude. So ways of being was a big part of your success this year. So let's talk about kind of what you were able to create this year. I mean, you had a blow up yeah. year, man. 2014 was uh, good to you. 2014 was good to me. I, I mean, I booked, I don't know, a lot of projects. I mean, uh, somewhere between probably like, I was somewhere around 15 projects, probably to 20, kind of depends how I count them. Um, just in terms of various different film and television projects I did. I did an episode of Nashville that was a blast. And the, the biggest win probably of my acting career, I was the lead in a, a major motion picture called The Summerland Project that's currently in post-production right now. I was, I was in Cedar Rapids, Iowa filming for a month. That, and it has a bunch of actors who I have so much respect for that I've watched in movies growing up my whole life. Um, Ed Bagley Jr. and Eddie Jemison and Chris Ellis and Deborah Wilson and all these other people who have been in, you know, Ocean's Eleven and Armageddon, Apollo 13, Catch Me If You Can, like all these iconic movies that I've watched my whole life and it was amazing to be on set performing with them. And like now we're friends. Like I, we just had brunch and they're just humans and they're amazing. Uh, but that was that was huge. And that, that project specifically brought with it uh, new management. I mean, essentially through that uh, and actually a relationship, someone I had met outside of this apartment actually like five years ago mm. turns out to now be um, working at, at uh, the Shift Co., 
which is one of the top management firms in in existence and uh, and uh so so you know having them as managers and have turned that into you know i had um some huge agent meetings with you know uh we're transparent no one's listening to this podcast right i can say names um but no i met i met with icm and apa and have one with gersh and and those all went well and it looks like you know i will be choosing someone in there uh in the coming weeks in terms of an agency and and so you know a lot has come from all these different projects and i would also say you know in terms of what worked you know people keep have asked you know oh my gosh like all this is working yes the ways of being the other thing that's working is the last you know 6 years of really hard work that i've done in los angeles and and even beyond that the you know 7 years of college and high school before that where i was working really really hard sort of in not necessarily all towards acting though a lot of it you know, and that, all of that hard work, like, is paying off, you know, it's not like necessarily, it's the, you know, the 10 years to overnight success, right, and like, I'm seeing that, relationships that I have that have been developing for years that are now paying off. The dominoes. Right. The dominoes. Yeah, yeah. we talked about that last year, is that yeah. Brian talked about the dominoes being set up that you cannot come over. And I'm glad you said that, too, because your very first voicemail to the podcast was, you know, people talk about living in their uncle's chimney and then they booked Avatar and then they, <laughs> yeah. and you were like your question was like whoa 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 slow the fuck down what happened in between then and I think you are living right now exactly what happened in between then which was yeah. just a lot of doing your putting in your reps you know making making the the calls and, and going the, on, on the auditions and taking the classes and investing in your training and your your career and then and then one day it starts to just pay off and the dominoes start to fall yeah and I think that's really what happens so like literally you're, somebody could very easily look at your story and be like moved to LA five six years ago booked Summerland project what happened in between and you know I think that that's that's it's sort of that tedious stuff that nobody's really that interested in because it's really not that fun or interesting it's just like I just did a lot of work you know I just well it doesn't it it goes it goes back to what he was saying it's it it goes back to what Ben said earlier which is it 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 doesn't it doesn't look fun because it doesn't look like quote-unquote acting to people but that's also one of my big pet peeves I have to it is I have to put this out there because I've had this conversation with so many people lately how I hate how people don't talk about how hard it is mm. and they don't talk about the struggle and that's why I love this podcast because you're actually talking to people in the middle of their careers at various stages mm-hmm. where you can be honest about your journey and honest about what it's actually like because it isn't just like roses and red carpets, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, which is the new movie work. that is coming out by Helena Santos, <laughs> Roses and Red Carpets, <laughs> yeah. coming this summer. It sounds like a VC Andrews <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> The other, I did want to say, I, it, yes, I agree, I, you know, and again, that's why I say fall in love with the journey because, you know, the last many years I've spent in L.A. has been a tremendous amount of effort. I choose to think that the struggle, like whether it's easy or hard, the struggle is optional. That's up to me. Mm-hmm. There's a tremendous amount of time, energy, and money required to have high levels of success anywhere in any business, particularly, you know, say acting entertainment for sure. Time, energy, and money, and a lot of it is required and then I think on a day-to-day basis, the, you know, the struggle's optional. It's up to you whether you experience that as difficult or, and a struggle and hard and slogging or as or something that is fun and, and exciting yeah. and you're mm-hmm. passionate about. If yeah. I may just rephrase that, I, w- I would say that the, uh, uh, the, it's, not, it's not enough to tolerate the struggle, but you have to actually relish it. Hmm. You have to kind of make it work for you in a way that it's, you know, you, you kind of just wanted to take it by the horns. Totally. Yeah. I, was, mm-hmm. I was talking to... Uh, 
caduce the other day and and he was like man it's like every day's like my birthday <laughs> and i'm like yes like that is how i feel and even on the i mean it's been you know i there've been uh challenging things that i've dealt with this year and and all of that but at the end of the day like i'm just so fortunate i'm so in love with the process of it the other thing i'll add in terms of you know what worked that i think is really important is that I I think I hit my 10,000 hours of acting wow. in the mm. last year. Mm. And my my work as an actor is at a a much higher level that like I notice than than it ever has been as well as my confidence in myself as an artist. Like even a year ago at this table I think I would have said I'm 100% confident in myself as a person and as a businessman and you know that type of thing but not necessarily as an artist. And now I can sit here and say, like, yes, I have a, what's so great is there's lots of learning to do. And, and by no means am I, uh, you know, stopping that journey, but that I'm very confident in what I can provide on set as an artist, you know, in a, in a scene, in class, any of it. That Like what I'm bringing as, as an actor and the instrument that I've worked on as an actor is there in a way that it hasn't been before. Um, and, and that has really been part of what has created the success is that yes I've done a lot of work to generate opportunities and appointments and you know relationships and meetings but also that you know when I go into an audition or a callback or on set like I'm really confident with what I'm able to provide and I'm able to deliver that that you know I had an experience on set I was doing this uh, master's it was a master's thesis film for uh, Chapman that's amazing it's this World War II period piece I'm in the full costume and um, you know it took them a couple extra hours to set up and we we basically had you know one take of this the you know the crucial scene of this movie where I'm like my my girlfriend and I are like falling in love again after coming back from war and this whole thing it's like a crucial scene in the movie and we had one take and it was like everybody's stressed out and things are going on and everybody's moving and the lights and thing and then it's like action and my job as an actor was to put aside all of that energy and everybody <laughs> freaking out and to take my time and live in the moment and be present and I had actually just had like an hour long conversation with an ex that was like really like jarring and, but to like go in and be able to do that as an actor and go, you know what? Like, yes, that's what you're paying me to do. And I would love to have seven takes, but if we only get one, I'm confident that I can give you that take and that you're going to be able to get the movie that you want. That's huge, man. I think that's a common trait among successful people is that they have invested in themselves to the point where that kind of belief is automatic. They don't have to, go into a corner and be like, I'm a really good actor. I'm a really good actor. Really, you know, it's just like they show up and they're just like, no, nah, I, I can do it. I can bring my brand to the party. And, you know, if, if it jives, great. This is this is what I got. Um, so congratulations on an awesome year, dude. Thank you. Uh, do you remember your word from last year? <laughs> I don't. What I do know is, and I think I, I maybe talked about this last year, the annual review that I've been doing. This will be my sixth year. Uh, and I And I generally come up with three words for a theme for the coming year. And I was just looking because I'm about to go drive back to Colorado and and do that again for this year. And the words that I picked for 2014 were ownership, transparent enough, mm-hmm. being in ownership of myself, my career, what I'm up to. Like, yes, this is what I'm committed to. This is who I am. Transparent or really, you know, that's the vulnerability and just being open with the successes, the the struggles, who I am, all of that, and just really doing the work then to to believe that I am enough and that being an actor is enough. One of one of the mantras I have that I say to myself every morning is, uh, I am an actor, that is enough. I am enough. 
and I had spent a lot of my time in LA saying like, oh yeah, I'm an actor, but also I do this business stuff. And also like I teach social media and I'm a coach and I have this company and like it, it wasn't enough for me to be like, no, I'm an actor like yeah, that. Yeah. And I am. And, and so owning that for myself and knowing that like there's, there's absolutely honor in that and I, don't, and I don't have anything, like I don't need to prove anything to anybody or even myself and to just have that be enough. So that was, those are the three words that I know that I picked for, for 2014. During that review, right on. that's a great place to be. I had just a quick little story. I was walking into my apartment not too long ago, and there was a, a couple um, with their daughter who was maybe in her like mid twenties, and she was moving into her first apartment. And you know, her parents were there, kind of moving them in, and and I just kind of you know walked by, and we started talking, and I said like, oh, you know, it's a great complex. You're gonna love it here. It's cool. And then we they started asking me about myself, and they were like, what do you do? And I had that moment where I was like, ooh, how do I answer this to these complete strangers? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking own this. And I was like, I'm an actor. <laughs> there you go. And literally, it was these two people, and they just kind of smiled and nodded. And there was, it was literally like a 30-second pause of me just being like, Trevor, don't qualify it. Don't follow it up with something. Uh-huh. And they were just sitting there like, waiting. Is waiting, that it? Yeah. Waiting. Is that waiting. it? <laughs> And it was it was the so most. What, what TV show are you in? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were I think they were waiting for that. Where and then... have I seen that you've been in? Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> oh, so it was one of those moments where I I was like hold hold fast, Trev, hold hold that, and uh, and I did, and I was really proud of myself for doing that. Yeah. But man, was it a scary moment, you know? So for you to be in that place, I I applaud you, man. That's that's that could be a lot. Tr- more difficult, I think, than a lot of people might think. Mm. Yeah, to just be like my no, own. I mean, it's been my own struggle and journey around it, and and just owning that, like, yeah, yeah I'm an actor, and that's suck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I totally get what you're saying because I I remember talking with you about all this stuff, and I kind of made the same thing. I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay, because I did. I left left my software job behind, and and being able to say I'm an actor and you know, all these misconceptions that people that are not, you know, don't have anything to do with the industry, you know, what have I seen you in? Oh, okay, you know, they, they really have no idea what, what it takes and what goes into it. And and I used to take that really, you know, personally and be, sh- you know, have shame around it and, oh, but I'm not, you know, I'm not on TV or anything. But just owning that, you know what? No, I'm an, I am an actor and it just... You know, most of us just don't get paid for it right now. Like, you know, that's yeah. if you look at the SAG numbers, there's not a lot of people earning very much. The average income is what fifteen thousand, and just going, you know what? That's okay. Like, that's just what we're all doing, and you know, and and if if they don't understand that, that's not my problem. Well, they won't because it's there's a, an availability bias, right? Where, yeah. where they only see the people. I mean, the people you look up on IMDb are the people who have already made it. Right. You mm-hmm. don't. It, yeah. it takes being an actor and working with other people who are still nobodies to yeah. actually figure out that the the, the the mountain that you thought you know. Picture. I tell people picture how big you think that mountain that they, you know people call Hollywood. How big that is. Yeah. You got to multiply that by at least a hundred. Mm-hmm. That's how it really. How yeah. how big it really is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's um, it's interesting how uh, for me the experience of owning you know telling people I'm an actor it, it's been um, there's been a bit of a reset coming to LA it was definitely uh, in San Francisco I felt like I could own it after a while 
It was also more interesting being an it actor is. in a place where nobody yeah. is an actor. Hmm. Yeah. Down here, I feel like I have to play up my past as an engineer. That also makes you more interesting yeah. here. Sure. Because yeah. here, yeah. you okay, I'm just another actor. Or, mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm also like a self... Oh, really? Okay, tell me about that. Because then that's what makes you more of a whole person and makes yeah. you more interesting to, mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you know one of the things that has been supportive is whenever I'm... <clears throat> like when I was in Cedar Rapids filming the... The Summerland Project, everybody was like, oh, like they'd find like, oh my God, you're an actor. And, you know, we were on the news and everybody in town knew about us and all the company and like, oh my God, you're in the movie and oh my God. And you're like this LA actor and that's so cool. And I'm like, you're making more money than I am, I promise. But but just the, the, the view of it was, was so different. And I had that same experience. Like I'd gone down to Texas to speak about social media and just meeting, you know, I remember meeting someone at a party and like, oh, you're like, oh, I'm an actor. And like, no way like, <laughs> that's so cool like that's your job yeah. you know and then and then in LA it's like yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. and then in LA it's just a, you know there tends to be a different stigma around it but what I what I found is like what you were saying Trevor is you know when I own it in a different way and I don't apologize for it when I'm saying it like it's a different thing it's like yeah no like that's that is what I do. I am. I am an actor, and and yeah. no, I'm not yeah. waiting any tables. I, I've been paid for it in the past, so <laughs> it's legit. Yeah, exactly. right? yeah. yeah. Another delightful uh, uh, byproduct of moving from a secondary market to to LA is that all of a sudden, to all the people who are, who are still in that secondary market, mm. you've become the LA actor. Mm. And, yeah. and so, you know, as a as a you know, you can if you're uh, if you like to give back, if you know, you can find that if you're a bit of a teacher inside, then it's it's a it's a it's delightful, you know, because yeah, people absolutely. turn to you for advice and they mm-hmm. assume all sorts of wisdom that you've acquired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I here in LA? Um, so I, I want to move on because we're we're getting we're getting tight on time, but I want to make sure we have enough time to chat with uh, Helena <laughs> Santos. <laughs> I said her name correctly, I think, right? You the did it, you did for it. For the first time on the yeah, podcast hey, hey, ever. Hey, I'm going to hey, adjust hey. the mic here. Yes, so we can hear From <laughs> Helena. Um, Helena, you had a really exciting year, too. So for, for listeners who may not be familiar, although you must be living under a rock if you're not, Helena uh, is the founder of Miss in the Biz. Ms. 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 in the Biz. Yes, Ms. because it rhymes. Me. Ms. in the Biz, which is <laughs> M-S-I-N-T-H-E-B-I-Z.com. Correct. Ms. in the Biz.com. Uh, and it is a site that kind of, uh, well, let me let you kind of describe it. Yeah, absolutely. It is a website for the next generation of female Hollywood power players. So yeah. it is a site that it started off with like 100 of my best girlfriends. And uh, we, we have uh, 140 contributing women. And we just had like our thousandth post go up. We um, have a book that's now out. Um, yeah, it's read in 184 countries plus. It's uh, taken on a life of its own that I'm really, really excited. It's it's so cool. So yeah, yeah I'm really happy about that. And you're, you're also an actor and a filmmaker? Yeah, well, it's so interesting. I, when I was listening to Ben and the whole discussion about you know owning the I, I am an actor, and what happened for me this year <laughs> is that I, you know, for a long time I'd been you know, involved in the digital space and like doing some like web series stuff and I produced this thing and I was, it was always kind of just like a thing. I did this other thing and I was a quote unquote multi-hyphenate and thought that was cool and you know, I was just sort of getting into the digital sphere when that was becoming a thing in like 2008. And uh, the, when I was in college, I started off as a jazz singer. And there was this point of time in college where I just kind of got bored with just being a jazz singer. And I was like, There's, I want to do something more. Like, what's going on? And so I transferred. I went to this university and I auditioned for a musical and I started acting. And I was like, 
oh shit, there's this whole big world that I get to now live in. And at the beginning of this year, the exact same thing happened for me for acting and becoming truly a filmmaker, where I was on set of my own production and I, and it's kind of a longer story, I'm gonna try and condense it, but um, I got a call from my agent about an audition and I had booked out because I was filming and I, you know, I paid for everything and it was 10 people on set and it was for like a couple lines and I was like, I'll just put it on tape and this office didn't believe in putting things on tape. And I was like, no, this is an office that has let me put things on tape before and they've cast me. And she would not let me do it. She told me I was unprofessional. That like, She just went off. And I was like, Your agent went my off. agent went off on me about being unprofessional on my own set. And I was like, huh. So inside, she's like, you have to, she's like, you better be at this audition. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I went through this inner thing with myself and uh, I ended up rearranging the entire day the next day so I could make this audition. And I was hating myself for it the entire time. And I thought about it a little bit, thought about it some more, and I was like, you know what? I, that's, I'm done. I'm, I'm done right now, at this point in my life, I'm done with representation that does not serve me whatsoever, who doesn't get what I'm doing, doesn't get the totality of my career, and isn't supportive. Because if this had been someone else's set that I was getting paid $100 a day for and she was getting 10 bucks, it'd be fine. But I was like, because this is my project, this is, uh, I, I was so confused. And so I was like, you know what? This is, I'm taking my career completely into my own hands. And that is what's worked for me this year. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, what are all the things that I want to do? Now that I don't have to, like for me, and not everybody's like this, but for me, I put this pressure on myself about always having to be open for my agent and always having to like be able to make this audition. And you know what, I, there was a pressure I put on myself and it was completely self-created. I know that. But it was a whole thing about like, oh, I don't know if I can do that because I might have to go out of town and then I might get in trouble from my agent. And I was like, wow, what happens if I just like expel that all from my mind? And some people can just do that. They can just be like, oh, well, that's, you know, reality I don't live in. But I had to literally remove myself from that as being my reality to open everything else up and to start like join Film Independent and start basically putting myself through producer school on my own and reading as many books as I could and you know doing all this while running the site and putting the book together and you know producing my well I mean I'd done some other stuff before but like you know like starring and producing and crowdfunding you know uh, this horror short and then producing this LGBT story and then developing a feature with my husband that is potentially going to shoot in Texas and then developing a whole other feature with him um, that were we just locked down our LOIs for oh, sorry letters of intent um, for our leads and we're going to be putting together a business plan for it and finding investors and hopefully shooting within the year and with people that like Bria is going to be in it awesome uh, this is a total Bria, Bria Grant for listeners who are yeah familiar. she was one of our recent interviews and she's awesome rock star this is a total i mean you guys are getting the scoop because i haven't even like announced this anywhere but um <laughs> well you just told I the just internet did. so <laughs> so Bria's gonna be in it and a bunch of other rad people like if you watch buffy the vampire slayer growing up like i did there's a dude who's in it who's gonna be in this film that i'm really excited about because i really think he's a phenomenal actor and you know we wrote the role for him and like everything that's happened this year has been fully relationship based and fully things that i'm creating wow. and that is for me, like, means everything. So if you had to, if you had to boil it down then to a couple specific sort of things that somebody else listening to this could be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and employ that in my career. What would those things be? I mean, I know I'm asking you to take sort of, gen, sort of general ways of being. Oh. And you keep throwing that. Well, this is interesting now, because um, 
I, I did this interview for Backstage, like mostly about to promote the book, which is called Thriving in Hollywood on Amazon. Plug. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, and she asked me, you know, what is the one piece of advice that you would give an actor? And in hindsight, I would have said, like, create your own career, don't wait for your career. But what I said to her, and which is also part of it, is, um, you know, define what success means for you. Because I moved down here from Canada Ugh, seven and a half years ago, and I had you know, worked professionally as an actor in Vancouver for a while. And when I moved here, which is why I wish that like, I worked for Google for a while or something, or I had, like, a, I had something else. Like, I wish that I really, God, wish that I had like, something else, too. Um, because I, you know, I came here and I was just like, I'm going to be a series regular on a network comedy. And that was my thing, or a dramedy. And I had this thing, and I did the classes, and I did the thing. And I was doing all the things that you check off on the box. And I was still stressed. And I was still not happy. And it wasn't working out for me the way that I envisioned it would go and the way my, you know, my, the secret vision board, like what I had put out there. And like none of it was what I had like thought and perceived to have happened. So I started to get super down on myself. And, you know, this whole year has shown me that like that was a definition of success that, you know, doesn't work for me because there's so many more other things I want to do. And there, you, like, how do I put this? Like, it's just, like, you might get an Oscar. You might. Like, that could be freaking awesome. Like, Trevor, I'm sitting beside you. You might win an Oscar in two years from now. And that is so awesome. But that might not be my journey. And I shouldn't get down on myself if it's not. Like, I think really, really owning what your journey is and being proud of your journey is so important. Because there's so many, I mean, you can look at other people and look at their, quote, unquote, their success and then feel bad about your accomplishments, but that's just dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really what I think I've learned. It's taken me a long time. There's a a quote out there. It says, like, I don't know what happiness is, but I know what it isn't, and that's comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, well, and and to your own, your own, like, tale you tell yourself. You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm X amount of years old, and I haven't made it to this goal. And it's like, what? Like that, maybe that wasn't your journey to begin with. And now I'm like, oh, I'm like sitting in my journey right now. And it's so much fun. Like I am having so much fun right now. I just, it's stupid. <laughs> so stupid amounts it's of fun. stupid amounts of fun. And, um, you know, to bookend that, I'm going to find an agent again when they're the right agent for me. Who's I was just like, about to ask. I mm-hmm. really wanted, did you fire your representation? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't add that in there. No. Oh, I so fired her. I mean, you, yeah. you, you talked about taking, <laughs> you talked about taking, <laughs> you talked about taking the turn and focusing on yourself and all that, but you didn't actually say, like, Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's like the, the button on the, yeah, absolutely. I fired yeah. her. Oh, well, totally. And it's not like she's a bad person. I mean, she, she's an agent, she has a job, she needs to make money. And I just wasn't the person who felt like going out for that two line audition, even though I did. And then, you know, regretted it later, but it taught me a good lesson about myself. And I've had yeah. tons of agents here. I mean, you like go through agents, like freaking like postcards or whatever, you know, like at least I have in Los Angeles, agents and managers. I mean, you, you find your right match and I moved to this agent because I thought that she would be a better like career stepping stone and you know it turned into something else but it, a stepping stone all of its own. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's so important to to just realize that agents and managers are not the be all end all yeah. and especially when people mm-hmm. move to LA I feel like it's something okay we got to get your headshots and then get an agent or a manager. Mm. Maybe that's your journey and maybe it's not. I mean this is, you know, the first time in you know, my whole journey in LA that I'm feeling like really solid about the reps mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying, Helena, is so cool that like we live in a time where you can take 
complete control over your career and make it happen. You oh don't gosh. need someone else to do it for the you. The best stuff I've booked is when I've had no representation. Like, mm. I booked American Reunion on my own through social media networking. Yep, like, same thing with my film. I booked it mm-hmm. yeah. on my own. Yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. So if you had to kind of bullet point your your kind of victories, your things to celebrate this year, I mean, you published a book, you shot two short films, successfully crowdfunded at least one of them. I mean, give yeah, us a rundown. Yeah, I mean, I... Down. Okay. Uh, the Infected was the horror short that I produced, starred in, and um, crowdfunded. Uh, this experimental LGBT short that is tentatively titled Strangers. We just wrapped production on that yesterday. The stills look amazing. I saw a still on Facebook uh, you shared thanks. today. It looks beautiful. It's four different desert locations, which are very far from L.A. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> lot of driving for three minutes of experimental film. Um, uh, yeah, the book, Thriving in Hollywood, that I put together with Alexandra Boylan, who's an amazing producer, writer, actress. Um, my second Comic-Con panel I was on this year. I did Kamikaze again. Um, putting together these two features learning about producing from a, like, a real way, not just, you know, I'm producing a thing over here. No, like what producing actually means, which is a whole other ball game. Um, oh my goodness. I don't know. There's a bunch. Oh, and just like being offered roles. Firing, firing oh, firing agent. Firing. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting right. for it. Was, yeah. Because, some, because so many people, because it is, because people tend to believe it is the end all be all, they might not see firing their representation as a victory, but like to, to separate yourself from someone who doesn't get you and doesn't like does it isn't isn't on your side or on your team for whatever mm. it is you want to do is awesome. It's well, about yeah. it's like goes back to what Ben was saying about being clear in your vision. Well, and truth be told, I mean, I booked more in this last year without having representation purely through my relationships Mm -hmm. than I did when I was just going to auditions Hmm. and had more auditions than when I was just having an agent. The key, I think, with with representation is do they acknowledge that you are the master and commander of your ship? It depends on the agent. (laughs) <laughs> that's right, but ultimately, I mean, that's what it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. They only get ten percent. Yeah. Remember, I mean, that's and and that's uh, you know, your your it's your career. Yeah. You're the cli- you're the client. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's not yeah. forget that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, really excited to have you as part of this roundtable because I know you. You're just. I was telling. Uh, I love this podcast so much. I was telling some people before, like before you came in, I was like. I was like, oh, just Helena's like, she's just a hustler, man. Like, she just, uh, she just hustles like you would not believe. She just gets shit done. She gets in there and she makes it happen. Mm, and I, I'm, uh, congratulations on an epic year. Oh, thanks, man. And I can't wait to see what's, what's ahead in 2015 for you. Cool. And, cool. And, and that's really the, you know, the getting stuff done, keeping working all the time. You know, you, you mentioned the compounding effects of that. I, I like to talk about it as a snowball. And it's really, uh, you know, it, it really adds up. I mean, that's, that's, that's how you get mm-hmm. um, those bumps that you see in people's careers. It's you know, it's not it's not a linear progression. It's like you you you, you do a lot of legwork for months and years, and then you get to the next level, and then you do more of that legwork, and then it's it's like that, right? It's, yeah, you know? yeah, very much. Totally, so. it's a totally. momentum game, and and the, the momentum can go either way. If if your life is set up in such a way that you're destructing yourself mm-hmm. and not happy mm-hmm. and not pursuing your dreams or around people that don't serve you or whatever that is, yeah, the momentum can, it can create, you know, a, a downward spiral that can be tough for people. But the flip side is, you know, there's so much power in just those small things. And then you have one thing that leads to another and then this relationship and that, and I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm meeting these awesome people and I'm in a relationship that's great and my family's where, and then, and it does, it feeds off itself and it builds that momentum and 
It's like that board game, the uh, snakes and ladders. Yeah. Right? So like, you shoot you, you and ladders go, in, what, in what America. Is what is it? They call it shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Shoots, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you got shortcuts up and shortcuts down, right? Yeah. You can, yeah. you can collapse yeah, just as fast. Totally. The, the levels thing, though, is something I was interested in, and I was uh, really hoping we could uh, get Brian Norris back uh, for this year because um, in, in talking to him, he we got a chance to visit um, when he came out to New York. And he said, you know, I asked him how his year had gone, uh, sort of preempting this podcast. That's really funny. I didn't realize I had done that. I asked him how his year went, and, and he said, you know, I had a really interesting year because I moved into a different level, a different echelon of auditions, but I had fewer of them. So he started this year, he started auditioning for, 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 for like big roles in feature films. Which he had never really done, gone out for. He'd gone out for them some, but not as much. So the quality of his auditions went up, but he had fewer of them. And so just what, and and what's interesting about that, for super long time listeners of of the podcast who are really paying attention, um, Brian actually, uh, well maybe I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but I remember Brian tweeting at me when I was sitting in a casting director panel. At Actor Fest, the first time that you and I went, Trev, or the first time that I went, because um, uh, I, I think I went without you the first year, and he tweeted at me uh, the question that he wanted me to ask the casting directors was what 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 would you what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to move from the I think he said something like the guest star level to the recurring level or something like that, and it, it's just so interesting that here we are, you know, two years, three years later. And this guy who has been acting for a very long time, who, who you know acted when he was a kid, who like did the co-star thing, did the guest star thing, did the top of show guest star, started getting into recurring, and now he's in this level of like auditioning for feature films, but not as often as he was auditioning for those other things. You know, it's that's really interesting. It's a, yeah. and so I wanted to talk to him about that, but instead we have Trevor Algat. Which um, you know is uh, is unfortunate, but um, I'm so happy that I'm sitting next to him because I had a feeling that he was going to try and skip himself. <laughs> he was like, "We're running short on time. Go, Helena, go." Um, so now I'm going to take over the hosting duty so that you can you can uh, so I can put you on the hot spot. Okay. Um, it's so weird. I'm, I'm never now, interviewed. Now that, now that you, so had now I'm like entire, all uncomfortable. You had the entire table to get ready for this. You put me on the spot first. You're like, uh, let's start with AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start with AJ and let's finish with you, Trevor. You better, you better, it better be good to put the uh, to put the button on the on this whole shebang. Um, so I I I have an interesting viewpoint because I get to catch up with you on a weekly basis, which I love because you're one of my best friends and it's really fun to be able to um, catch up, uh, not only professionally, but one of the things that we have started to do, well, we've done it kind of the whole time on the podcast is we talk not just about our careers, but like what's going on with us personally and those ways of being shifts and how they're you know leading to, to, to new um, heights, I guess you would say. <clears throat> um, so I would be really fascinated to hear you break down an entire year from your point of view, meaning I talk to you week after week after week after week, and it's like taking the, the 30,000 foot view of an entire year of 52 of those episodes, like how you sort of felt this, this particular year went. From a podcast perspective or just from no, a from a, a career from a perspective? Career's perspective. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, it's 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 interesting. My my words last year, I remember very very clearly. Oh yeah, what were your choosing, damn words? Since you were the choosing. only one. <laughs> I know, guys. Jeez. Um, my my words were. Um, I really I set I started the year this year with the intention of it being my year of saying yes to things hmm. and not 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 things that weren't aligned with my vision. Not just like everything. Like, hey, Trevor, come work for my moving company. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like not that, but you know, saying. <laughs> Saying yes to things that scared me, I think, was really kind of what I was was focused on. And saying yes to things that felt a little out of my comfort zone when normally I would have been like, eh, I'm just a little squeamish about that, so no thank you. So um, that was a big part of it. And then and the second thing was a year of focused results. I really started the year with an intention to like just buckle down and have one priority uh, with my days or with my months or my quarters or whatever it was and really buckle down and make this happen. Uh, in reflecting on it, and I, I'm, I'm going to take the next week or two of the month to really take some time and deconstruct it for myself um, over the course of a few days. But uh, in reflecting on it just now, um, I don't think um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really key in on that focus. I didn't um, follow through with that intention as, as fully as I could have. What I did do this year was learn a lot about the way my brain works. A lot about what gives me energy, a lot about what supports me, a lot about what sort of habits tend to work well with how I'm kind of programmed from the factory um, <laughs> for, versus versus trying to put on things that just aren't a good fit for me uh, and trying to force things and because it worked for somebody else and so it should work for me uh, and re- recognizing and celebrating my kind of uniqueness in, in that way. Um, and so the kind of victories this year were... Um, sort of not really career specific, but but that had tangible results uh, from a sort of life standpoint, which things were like, you know, building a morning routine into my into my day. We've talked about this a lot in the masterminds group. Uh, I got up almost every morning since like April at like 6 a.m. and like did a workout, ate a healthy first meal, like just made my, t- took the first hour and a half of my day and made myself strong. And, and building that habit into my life was probably the most important thing I've, I've ever done. Taking advantage of those first few hours of the day and really setting the tone. And I got kind of caught up in that mentality, I think. And I, I drifted a little bit from, from my idea of, uh, of what I wanted my career to look like. And there were times where I doubted, you know, whether this was the right path for me or not. Um, but then I think I also learned in that, in going through that sort of doubt that, uh, I'm, we've talked about this a lot, AJ, I'm highly, highly, highly impressionable. Like I am so highly impressionable. It's like embarrassing. Like, like I, I, we've talked about this too in the masterminds, but like if I were to spend the majority of my time reading, I love reading. I just love it. I'm always like love having my nose in a book, but if I read too much, then I'm convinced that I, sh- I, I can be an author and that I should be an author. And in fact, uh, it, there's a huge kind of skill set that I've been neglecting all this time and that this acting thing really isn't that big a deal. And, you know, like, and that's just the way it works. But if I spend my time watching movies or going to see theater, at a certain point, something switches over in my brain. I'm like, no, no, I, I'm going to be an actor. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't been paying attention to that part of myself, you know, or if I listen to a lot of music and I get into a lot of bands and, you know, I'll listen to that. And then at a certain point it's like, ah, oh, man, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't really 
played up my musical talents. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a musician. I'm gonna put everything else on the side. So you know, observing that this year and being like, wow, Trevor, that's how you work. And then and then taking the time to be like, you know what? I'm gonna make that work for me. And I started to kind of play with a system of, of being like, you know what, I'm going to watch two or three or four or more movies a week. I'm going to dig into two or three or four screenplays a week. And I'm going to make a daily ritual out of writing every day or, or, or somehow working on my craft and just deliberately feeding that to my brain. And then convincing that brain, that, that impressionable, obsessive part of me that, no, this is what you should be doing. And huh. just making sure that I put that in front of myself enough that that sort of weird tick that I have clicks over and says, yeah, yeah, no, acting, yeah, that's the thing. Can I ask a question? Of course, like, yeah. Why does it have to just be that? Like, why why can't you use all of those things in the same, like, because it's all you, it's all you Sure, sure, gets, sure, yeah. Right? And I'm, I, like, part of me completely agrees with you. But there's another part of me that's like, hasn't figured out how to make that work yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, awesome. I, I, what I was so going to say was, it's funny, it's it's great that you two are sitting next to each other, actually, because I was going to say that, like, in a way, there I can see some similarities here, because oh, you... as soon as he started talking about Brick Marling on this podcast, I was like, oh, we're soul friends. <laughs> I, we're, well, forget what I, it. What I was going to say is, is you both had a, a bit of a discovery of, like... Um, uh, I'll go back to the analogy you used of like, oh, that's how I came from the factory. Like, that was such a great. I, I love that analogy because it's very, it's very technical for. That's how Joe programmed me. You gotta uh, know your own manual. But you, Helena, you had a similar experience where you're like, oh no, I'm not. I, I, I actually put that program into myself that said I had to be a recurring mm-hmm. on a, or a series regular on a, on a comedy or dramedy. I put that in. That wasn't actually in there from the factory. So, that, and that's where I'm drawing, drawing the comparison. But where <clears throat> I think uh, Helena took that and just like went, you know, a million miles per hour in this one particular direction, like you just figured out oh, okay, my brain is just going to, like, accept whatever programming actually gets put in there and then start to run it almost obsessively um, is is where, you know, the similarity sort of ends and it kind mm. of goes in two different directions. And I think it's interesting that you and I had this experience, um, and I don't know if we talked about it that much on the podcast, but we had this great experience with one of our listeners, our longtime listeners, who um, other longtime listeners would know, uh, Una Love, um, where she she works for this this basically like um, uh, business uh, consulting company where they kind of break down your personality based on this like questionnaire and it hit both of us like smack on the head and it was so funny and, and during this conversation between the three of us <clears throat> um, you know I was I was telling. Una, I was like, yeah, Trevor has all of like, these really great ideas, but every week they're new. <laughs> every time, every time we sit down to record, it's like a new. And I'll be like, okay, and I and and I'm um, I can't remember what the name of it is, but I basically my my personality is I want to gather the team and make it happen for him. So we're actually really well suited to to run a company, quote unquote, together, or in this case, a podcast, which is fascinating because we didn't obviously plan that. It was just like Trevor being like, hey dude, let's do this thing, yay. So to find all this out that's been like sort of running in the background for three, four years of doing this podcast was like fascinating. But 
it it go it's it's funny to hear you because you you didn't talk about this impressionableness on the podcast before, so it's an interesting connecting those dots to that conversation or that meeting that we had with Una. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel? I guess the the question then becomes moving forward, and it's kind of what Helena was just asking, uh, but I'm going to be uh, slightly more focused on the on the on the acting thing. Do you feel like? you are you came from the factory with a a propensity for acting and that's why you're allowing yourself to to take in the that type of material like do you feel like you're i don't i'm trying not to use put the it, word right put it put another way did you, you choose see, acting yes exactly or did acting choose you <laughs> There it is. I can't believe I walked into that. <laughs> I feel like a schmuck. Uh, that's amazing. I mean, seriously, because that's that's the thing. Because you're you're saying like I'm 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 specifically choosing to take in this stuff, knowing I'm impressionable. When it's like you could do that with like veterinary practices and go and become a vet. You love animals. Why not? <laughs> Just start absorbing everything you want to know about anatomy, about cats, about dogs, about snakes, and go be a vet- go be a veterinarian. Like you yeah. could, you could. I know you. You're friggin' smart. You're determined. You're obsessive. So like, if you got your mind on something, like you could make that happen. I have no doubt in my mind you could make that happen. My question though is exactly that. What you're saying? Do you actually want to be a vet? Like, do you like animals that much? Is that a thing, or that's just a thing you said? <laughs> it's totally. I love animals. Okay. Loves animals. But my, nice. so my, my question is yes to that. And what if because I know you just finished right doing a short. So what if, because you're a musician, what if you create literally the like? What if it's a goal oriented thing like? 300 workouts. You freaking did it and you've surpassed it. So what if it's like, here's my feature film. This is my goal. I'm going to write it. I'm going to produce it. I'm going to star in it. I'm going to write these songs for this film. Like, what if it was all for one thing and all of your goals? And so you could do all of these things that, like, come into your body that's from the factory for this one thing. And then you have, like, an end result. Like, is it the end result that you need? Answer my question first. Is that, <laughs> is that? Oh, I thought that was kind of the same thing. You have to hear Trevor. What Trevor? You have to talk. No, yeah. I. Okay, so wow. Uh, uh, thank you for saying all that. Um, I. Whew, okay, so y- yes, I think. Um, I think I came from the factory with a propensity for acting, as you, as you put it. Um, but I also think I came from the factory with a propensity for a lot of things, and that there are certain specific sort of like vulnerability based reasons why acting appeals to me more than like a veterinary practice. Um, although I, I think I suffer from a little bit of a, of a, of a problem in that I think I could do anything and I'm pretty good at most things that I put my hand to. Mm. I'm not, I'm, I'm like a jack of all trades, master of none kind of deal. Mm. And I think that's, that's a blessing and a curse. Because then it's like I get enough validation from something to be like, you know, I could do this and I could do it well and I could make something, some, some, some cool happen here. Um, well, may I volunteer so, then that perhaps the, the, the reason why being an actor is so, so great is that it is the only profession yes. where you can yeah, be all of these Very lives, much. And right? that brings me to what Helena said. And I think, and Helena, I've, I've thought of that. I've thought of like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, make, a, I'll make a thing and it'll, you know, I'll be able to... A swim musical with cats. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Did Swim I Swim musical with cats. Wow. Oh man. That's <laughs> 2015, that put it on the goal list. such a visual right there. Cirque but but I, I've, I've thought of that, actually, and, I, and I've kind of kicked that idea around a lot, and, uh, and I'm, I'm working towards that, I think. And I think I, I'm not clear on, on how much that would satisfy me, mm. but, I'm, I, but I'm also, like, every day I'm learning something new about how I work. And, like, Carrie Bechet said it in our interview. She said, I love being an actor because it's the most self-examined life possible. Mm. Yeah. And I, that really struck a chord with me because, yeah, it's like, I don't ever feel... Done. There's always another question. I, I answer one question, there's another one that pops up. And it's a very sort of analytical way to go through life, but I also think it's also important to be asking these questions and to constantly wonder how this new version of you that didn't exist an hour ago fits into the world and how you can kind of bend the world to fit with you uh, as, as a, I don't know, to put it in a weird well, sort think, of obtuse way. And I think that's what's fascinating about this conversation about you and why it's generating so much interest just i mean the the energy in this room is crazy it just took this really weird meta physical turn but um i think that's what's interesting is that we are uh i mean i think it's evolutionary but we are as a people as human beings we are very answers and results driven we want and we don't want to ask questions we want answers and i what i'm what i'm asking is <laughs> I'm not asking you to have an answer. I'm simply asking, do you think you're asking the right questions? Mm, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. and I think that's w- what makes the conversation fascinating and, and frankly, never ending. Yeah. So yeah. buckle your seatbelts. Get ready for <laughs> infinite hours of this episode of Inside. Infinite acting podcast. And we, we, should, we, should, we should wrap up this this kind of section. Well, I want to know, but, Trevor. Yeah. What are what are the three or four? Because you've had a lot of really incredible results that you've created, particularly from these habits. And so I really would love for everybody to hear, like, what are the three or four things as sort of tangible results that have come from these practices and and the work that you've put in to your life this year? Sure. Uh, I, I definitely could have benefited from more focus this year, from just focus, period. I'm not going to even qualify and say more. Uh, I wish I could sit here right now and say like, oh yeah, I booked this, this, and this. But really, the only kind of thing that I'm excited to talk about is a short film that I just shot, that we just wrapped on like two days ago. Mm. Uh, that you wrote and produced and yeah. created and made happen. <laughs> right, but I mean, and that's and that's all good and well, but it, I, I, I wish I could be telling you guys that I had done like four of those this year and that that led to co-star bookings and all sorts of exciting stuff, but it, it didn't. Um, but I did create... <clears throat> I, what's that? Hasn't yet. Hasn't yet, right. Well, that's, that's a big part wrapped. of... And we'll get there. We'll get to 2015 in a, in a second. Um, but I do think, you know, I learned a lot about how I work and I think I've, I this year was sort of a foundation building um, year for me, uh, in terms of just understanding when these things are in place, I can really fire on all cylinders when I put my focus on something. And so with that awareness, now knowing that going into 2015, I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Cause I'm like, Hey, this really works. So let me just kind of take this pot off the stove and put this one on and just see how fast we get to a boil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So well, I think that's I think that's such a huge win, honestly. I was looking back earlier this year and realized I went for basically a year, year and a half without essentially booking anything. Mm-hmm. And I worked my ass off. There was there, mm-hmm. I did not take a break during that year and a half. Mm-hmm. And But I went a year and a half without really booking it. I didn't really book anything. I did like maybe one web series that my friend did that they offered me a role in. And then at the end of that, I booked like a bazillion things but that work that I did during the year and a half, the thing, you know, mm-hmm. the personal work, the relationships, all of it, 
are what ended up paying off. And so I think it's so great that you've given yourself the gift of doing that work on yourself and seeing what's working and sticking through to the end because it's really, it's the easiest time I think to like throw in the towel when you're in that question and like you don't see the results happening immediately in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm thinking now of just what Helena, Helena <laughs> said uh, before, which was, you know, don't compare yourself to other people's journeys. And I, you know, I've, I've gotten really good at that over the years at comparing myself to other people's journeys. And why am I not there? And that person's 10 years younger than me. This is bull, you know, like, so, uh, you know, sitting here hearing about all the amazing things that you guys have all created in your worlds this year and, and looking at my journey, I'm just seeing that it's just different. It's just different. And that next year we're all going to be in completely different places. And that's just going to be different too. And that that's a really exciting thing, actually. It completely shifts the context from one of like winning and losing to one of like abundant diversity. So, um, so I'm stoked. So on that note, actually, let's go ahead and wrap up this segment uh, and jump back in for the, uh, the final part of our chat, which is going to be about um, what we're committed to for the next year. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. What didn't work? And we'll spend just a little bit of time on that, uh, and then we'll talk about what. Because <laughs> we're not about beat up here. We're not about beat up. But, uh, no, that's about learning. That's about. Yeah. We'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about what we're going to be, you know, heading into 2015 with, uh, making 2015 our bitch, and um, and it's going to be awesome. This episode of Inside Acting has been brought to you in part by VO2Gogo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VO2Gogo.com start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO2Gogo.com slash start.